Well, I got 10.30, <clears throat> so we'll go for about 30. <clears throat> anyway, take a good look. This is about all you'll see as far as the <clears throat> theatrics here, but uh, hopefully what we hear is much better. Hey, I want to just uh, start here in Matthew chapter 26, and I'm using, you know, big is better, they say, and I'm just using a big living Bible. <clears throat> anyway, Matthew chapter 26 and notice it says here in verse 1, when Jesus had finished his, this talk with his disciples, he told them, as you know, the Passover celebration begins in two days. Now, this is leading up to when he dies, of course. But anyway, you know, it's, it's just kind of funny that, you know, that we celebrate Passover and it's like, well, I wonder if that doggone thing ever really happened. Well, of course, we know it. We date our calendar by the Lord's death and resurrection. Wow, in the year of our Lord. You know, some folks try to get away from that, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> you can't. I mean, my college degree on my wall says, in the year of our Lord. Even I had to wonder, wonder what all that was about. Oh, well, heck yeah. It's dated by an event that happened. But anyway, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that they always try to say, well, you know, that never really happened. Yeah, it did. Notice this, Jesus, when he died, he died uh, right there at the, uh, at the Passover. Why would they mention that? I want to go over here to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And over in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 here and pull out something here. Oh, you know, he tells us here in the in the uh in the uh in the seventh chapter, he says, he says, remove this evil cancer, this wicked person from among you, so that you can stay pure. Christ, God's lamb, has been slain for you. The King James Bible says Christ is our Passover. Again, why mention things that never really happened? Well, well they did happen, praise the Lord. Okay, uh, I want to show you one other place here, and that's in, uh, that we have record here, in the book of John. John's Gospel, chapter 1. Oh, something that uh, Mr. John the Baptist said here. In John chapter 1, verse 35, the following day as John was walking with two of his disciples, Jesus walked by. John looked at him intently and then declared, See, there is the Lamb of God. Well, what the heck has that got to do with anything? All right, well, let's go back and find out. We got just enough time, and I am so fast anyway. So let's go back to the book of Exodus. You know, the word Exodus means get out. You know, it's kind of hard to have a book in the Bible that never really happened. It really did. And you know, your Bible here, I'm going to show you this big one here for theatrics here. You know, it's a timeline. Look at this, from here to here. I mean, think about it. First book, Genesis, last book, what? It's like future going forward, revelations, what's going to happen? But anyway, let's go back to this. So in Exodus, you know about Moses, okay? His name means to draw out, and God didn't name him. The Pharaoh's princess, his, her, his daughter named him because that's where she found him. But anyway, I want us to pick up here in Exodus chapter, oh, we're going to start here in chapter 5. Okay. Now, remember, Moses went down there, and after, you know, he didn't want to go. Remember, I don't want to go, send somebody else. But anyway, the Lord teamed him up with his brother Aaron and said, look, you're going to do this. And so they went to the elders of Israel, and they said, hey, you know, God's going to get us out of here. And they were all excited about it until about, let's see what happens here in chapter 5. After this presentation to the elders, see, it happened, okay. Moses and Aaron went to see Pharaoh. They told him, we bring you a message from Jehovah, the God of Israel. He says, let my people go. For they must make a holy pilgrimage out into the wilderness for a religious feast to worship me there. <clears throat> you, know, you know, there's so much we can get just right from the start here. Let my people go. I don't care what you're facing today. It doesn't matter. God will get you out. Let my people go. This, and, you know, the time frame on this, this is so fast. When Moses was on the mountain, when he saw the burning bush, this was not even, this hadn't been four weeks yet. It's more like about two. And this whole part that we'll look at here takes place in about a week and a half. And they were out. See, one of the things God told Moses, he said, and this is the proof, you'll worship me on this mountain. Yeah, about, a, about two and a half months later. Okay, here we go. So anyway, so what does Pharaoh say? Is that so? Yeah, retorted Pharaoh. And who is Jehovah that I should listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know Jehovah and I will not let Israel go. You know, sometimes it looks like your problems won't let go either, but they will, they will. And Aaron, and Moses, Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declared. We must take a three-day trip into the wilderness and sacrifice there to Jehovah our God. If we don't obey him, we face death by plague or sword. Uh, who do you think you are, Pharaoh shouted, distracting the people from their work. Get back to your jobs. That same day, Pharaoh sent the order to the taskmasters and the 
uh, officers he had set over the people of Israel. Don't give the people any more straw for making brick. However, don't reduce their production quotas by a single brick. For they don't have enough to do, or else they wouldn't be talking about going into the wilderness and sacrificing to their God. Uh, load them with work and make them sweat. That'll teach them to listen to Moses and Aaron's lies, you know. Yeah, say, Richard, you know, I could read my Bible on my own. I mean, I thought you were going to do stunts. No, <laughs> we really need the Bible. We really don't need me or my stories. Let's keep going. This is good. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> so the taskmasters and the officers inform the people, Pharaoh has given orders to furnish you with no more straw. Go and find it wherever you can. But you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered everywhere to gather the straw. So you can see this was like, man, this, this, this situation got totally worse. They were already in bad shape being slaves and stuff, but now it's gotten worse. The taskmasters were brutal. Fulfill your daily quotas just as before, they kept demanding. Then they whipped the Israeli work crew bosses. Why haven't you fulfilled your quotas either yesterday or today? They roared. No, they weren't being polite. Okay. These foremen went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Don't treat us like this, they begged. We're given no straw and told to make as many bricks as before, and we're beaten for something in our fault. It's the fault of your taskmasters for making such unreasonable demands. But Pharaoh replied, you don't have enough work, or else you wouldn't be saying, let us go sacrifice to Jehovah. <laughs> Get back to work. No straw will be given you, and you must deliver the regular quota of bricks. Oh, wow. Then the foreman, when they, uh, when they saw they were in a bad situation, they went and met with Moses and Aaron, because they were waiting on the, out, outside the palace. As they came out from their meeting with Pharaoh, they swore at them, May God judge you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his people, they said, and for giving them an excuse to kill us. Now, you know, just a little while ago, Moses and Aaron, you know, showed them the signs. Whatever. Well, they turned around, you know, some people just, just hey, just leave us alone. I don't, I don't want any miracles. Man, I'd rather, I'd rather have the miracles. Anyway, let's keep going. Then Moses went back to the Lord. Now notice how sweet Moses is here. Moses is ticked off. <laughs> Lord, he protested, how can you mistreat your own people like this? Why did you ever send me? See, here we go. The reality of what this, it, the Bible is such a great history book. It's great. Get the truth. Anyway, why did you ever send me? If you were going to do this to them, ever since I uh, gave Pharaoh your message, he's only been, uh, we're not going to read it 10 years from now. We're going to keep going. Praise the Lord. Mm. Some people just read their Bible just for a few seconds and put it down and never pick up the rest of it. Keep going. So here we are, chapter six. Look at this. Now you will see. See, notice it's, it's connected to chapter seven. The markers were there just to help us get our, find our way around quickly. Now you'll see what I'll do to Pharaoh, the Lord told Moses, for he must be forced to let my people go. He'll not only let them go, but he will drive them out of his land. Wow. Uh, I am Jehovah, the almighty God, who appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Though I did not reveal my name, Jehovah to them. Uh, and I entered into a solemn covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give them and their descendants the land of Canaan, where they're living. And now I heard their groanings of the people of Israel in slavery now, uh, in slavery now to the Egyptians, and I remember my promise. You know, God always remembers his promises. I mean, we're the ones that forget them. You know, that's the reason it takes a daily dose of reading God's word to remember what those promises are, because you'll forget them. I mean, where I work, I forget stuff. I walk down the hall and forget it. What did I go down there and go talk to them for? <laughs> you better write some things down. All right, anyway, here we go. Thank God God doesn't forget. All right, verse six. Exodus chapter six, verse six. Now remember, I'm reading from the Living Bible. I like to hurry up and get it into Alabama language as fast as possible. Okay. Anyway, therefore tell my descendants of Israel, uh, tell the descendants of Israel that I will use my mighty power and perform mighty miracles to deliver them from, to deliver them from slavery and to make them free. I will accept them as my people and be their God, and they'll know that I'm Jehovah their God, who's rescued them from the Egyptians. Now, you say, why are we going through all this? Well, this is Passover. And you wouldn't believe it. One of the two greatest things that we get, well, you know, God never did create the world. It was a big bang. Oh, really? How's that work out? Population tables don't even work out. There's no way. There's no way. God created this place. And he did it in six days, like he said. Another thing's going on. You know, you've got Passover. Well, the Passover never happened. I mean, those Israelites, they just walked out and started their own kingdom. <laughs> Are you kidding? We had a civil war over things that took place in the United States. I mean, slaves just don't go free. I mean, wow. So how the heck do you think this could have happened? Had to be miraculous. Boy, God's taking a lot of credit for this stuff here. Actually, he hadn't done it yet, but he's fixing to. So anyway... <clears throat> 
he goes on here and says, so Moses told the people what God said, but they wouldn't listen anymore because they were too dispirited after the tragic consequence of what had what he had said before. In other words, when oh, you know, Pharaoh got all bent out of shape and said, hey, make them work harder. So they, get, they basically gave up. Anyway, Moses basically gave up too. He says, why are you doing this? You haven't done a thing yet. But now remember the Lord said, watch what I do. So here we go. Now the Lord spoke to Moses again and said, go back again to Pharaoh and tell him he must let the people go. Now this is so classic. This is great. Look at this. But look, Moses objected. My own people won't even listen to me. See, see why we need the Bible? I mean, we just think Moses said, hey, let my people go and had a few plagues and whatever, and then they all hightailed it out. And it was just mythological. No, it wasn't either. There's no mythological thing to it. It took place. Anyway, here we go. He said, but look, Moses objected. Objected. My own people won't even listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to? <laughs> Notices he says, I'm no orator. Yo, what's funny is he really was. Mm. Remember, he told God, he says, I, can't, I have a speech impediment. I can't talk. And the Lord told him, he says, who makes mouths? You know, it's, it's wow. Anyway, you know, the Lord's on our side. And here we go. Here we go. So here we go. So he ordered him to go back. Okay. Uh, then the Lord ordered Moses and Aaron to return to the people of Israel and to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, demanding that the people be permitted to leave. So in other words, you see that? The Lord said, not only to Pharaoh, but you tell the people that I sent you and said, hey, you guys fix and get out of here. Verse 14. Now these are the names of the heads of the clans of the various tribes of Israel. In other words, the fake, this is fake stuff. Never happened. No, look, we got a list. The sons of Reuben, uh, Israel's oldest son. Yada, 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 yada. I could give the list, but we'll keep on going. I want to get to some other stuff. But anyway, before you get to the end of that chapter, we'll pick up at verse uh, 24. These are the families within the clans of Korah. Aaron's son, Eliezer, married one of the daughters of Petuah, and Phinehas was one of his children. These are all the names of the heads of the clans, the Levites, the families within the clans. Aaron and Moses included in that list are the same Aaron and Moses who, whom Jehovah said lead all the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, who went to Pharaoh to ask permission to lead the people from the land, and to whom the Lord said, I am Jehovah, go in and give Pharaoh the message I've given you. This is that Moses, look at that, who argued with the Lord. I can't do it. I'm no speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Hey, you know, we've already covered uh, two chapters and uh, I guess we could pick up the, the next one when we get to summer camp a year from now. No, what a waste of time. How are we ever going to understand what Passover is if we keep stopping? Chapter seven, then starts out with right then. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, see, I have appointed you as my ambassador to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron shall be your spokesman. Tell Aaron everything I say to you, and he will announce to Pharaoh, demanding that the people of Israel be allowed to leave. But I'll cause Pharaoh ah, to stubbornly refuse, and I'll multiply his miracles in the land of Egypt. Yet even then, Pharaoh won't listen to you, so I will crush Egypt with a final major disaster. Hello, Passover. Okay. <clears throat> and then lead my people out. The Egyptians will find out that I am indeed God when I show them my power and force them to let my people go. So Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded, and Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron was 83 at the time of this confrontation with Pharaoh. Okay, now we got some details. I mean, why do we, is this, there's some sort of spiritual significance? No, it's history, okay, which is so great about Passover. You know, the Lord died during the, during the weekend of Passover, and the word Passover means to, exactly what it is, two words put together, it's Passover. It's a story that we will get to here in just in a moment here. But the death angel passed over. So you say, you and I, the problem didn't come to us. It went over us. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> anyway, here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand that you show him a miracle to prove that God has sent you. When he does, Aaron is to throw down his rod and it will become a serpent. Now you probably remember that story. But I guarantee as we read this, you're going to go, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, watch this. So Moses and Aaron went in to see Pharaoh and performed the miracle as Jehovah had instructed. Aaron threw down his rod before Pharaoh and his court. Hey, let's stop and let's pick this up sometime next year. Let me go check the original Hebrew and see what, I don't got time for that. <laughs> We're gonna keep reading. He threw down that rod, what happened? Okay, let's see. Oh, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his sorcerers, the magicians of Egypt, and they were able to do the same thing with their magical arts. Well, la-di-da. Okay. Their rods became serpents too. Well, doggone it. No, oh, hold on. But Aaron's serpent swallowed up their serpent. Woo, there you go. How you like that? Anyway, Pharaoh's heart was still hardened and stubborn. He wouldn't listen, just as the Lord predicted. Hmm. 
Wow. The Lord pointed this out to Moses. Pharaoh's heart has been unmoved and that he will continue to refuse to let my people go. Now, if you'll, if you'll watch closely here, remember Moses said, I'm not going to do the talking. I'm just too scared. So God says, okay, I'll tell you, Moses, and you tell your brother what to tell him. But if you'll watch what happens here, Moses, boy, I tell you what, he, his confidence went pew, and our confidence should be the same. Praise the Lord. I mean, where's Jesus when you need him? Well, he said, I never leave you, no forsake you. He's right there with you and I too. You know, that's what he told Moses at, during when he was talking to him in that burning bush. If you go back and read uh, chapters uh, two, three, and four, I mean, you know, the Lord said, I will certainly be with you. Praise the Lord. Anyway, <clears throat> here we go. Verse 15. Nevertheless, the Lord said, go back to Pharaoh in the morning. So look at the time frame. It was yesterday and now it's morning. So the snake happened yesterday. What's going to happen today? Watch this. Go back to Pharaoh in the morning and be there as he goes down to the river. Stand beside the river bank and meet him there, holding in your hand the rod that turned into the serpent. Say to him, Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me back to demand that you let his people go worship him in the wilderness. You should, uh, you wouldn't listen before, and now the Lord says this. You're going to find out that I'm God. You know, matter of fact, the Lord did this so that the whole world would find out. This is what makes Passover so great. I mean, boy, when we find out that Jesus actually died on a celebration of what we're talking about here, it's like, <gasps> these things must have happened. Well, of course they happened, praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Uh, and the Lord says, you're going to find out that I'm God, for I've instructed Moses to hit the water of the Nile with his rod, and the river will turn to blood. The fish will die and the river will stink so that the Egyptians will be unwilling to drink it. See, all this is connected to, heat, to, uh, to Passover. Well, it never happened. It's just a mythological book. I mean, after all, the Bible's a funny book. <laughs> no, it's a fantastic history book. All right, and the Lord instructed Moses, tell Aaron to point his rod toward the waters of Egypt. This is, I'm still reading out of Exodus chapter 7. Oh, all its rivers, canals, marshes, reservoirs, and even the water stored in bowls and pots and homes will turn to blood. Well, let's see what happened. All right. So Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded, as Moro, Moro as Pharaoh, whew, and all his uh, officials watched. Aaron hit the surface of the Nile with his rod, and the river turned to blood. Ooh. The fish died, and the water became so foul that the Egyptians couldn't drink it, and there was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But when the magicians of Egypt used their secret arts, they too turned water into blood. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, I, I believe I believe, I believe there's, watch, there's blood in here. <laughs> wow, look at there. Yeah, I, whatever. Anyway, well, we'll give them credit for it. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> uh, let's see. They turned uh, water into blood too. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard and stubborn, and he wouldn't listen to Moses and Aaron. And the Lord, just as the Lord had predicted, and he returned to his palace unimpressed. Then the Egyptians dug wells along the riverbank to get drinking water, for they couldn't drink from the river the following week. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting here. Look how the history, I mean, it wasn't like, well, you know, it just turned to, turned to blood and everybody just had a hard time. No, they were digging and scratching and they dug some wells. Now, it says the following week. So now we got five days have passed by. Seven, whatever. Chapter eight. But we're flying. Here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh and tell him, Jehovah says, let my people go and worship me. If you refuse, I'll send vast hordes of frogs across your land from one border, one border to another. You know, you know, when you go read about the life of Jesus and stuff like that, and you see all these miracles, you know, and uh, I mean, my goodness, they're just fantastic. And then you're faced with difficulties in your life. If you'll just remind yourself of those miracles, just say like... Uh, you know, uh, uh, Lazarus being raised from the dead, or Jairus's daughter, or a uh, uh, blind man get, getting healed, or the whole crowd getting healed. You know, your day will turn around. I, I mean, he says, what he did for them, he'll do for you. Praise the Lord. Anyway, let's keep going here. Chapter 8. So anyway, he goes in there and he says, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to send a vast horde of frogs across your land from one border to another. Oh, that, that's where I was, I was going to mention. You know, it's, it's kind of neat to go, and I've done this several times. I, you know, we all have problems, and I'll sit there and go, I'll just recite these. I'll just try. Hey, don't get them in the right order. Who cares? Just remember that he did this instead of saying, well, I, I just don't know if God's book's really real or not. I mean, it's, it's probably just some drunk guy wrote this. <laughs> couldn't keep up with the names of the places and and what i love about the bible is a lot of times they'll name a place uh you know after a, an event that took place there oh my gosh i just don't do that don't incriminate yourself you know no 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 we're gonna incriminate ourselves well the bible's the bible it's just great speaks for itself all right shut up richard keep going all right so here we go with the frogs 
Okay, which never happened. It was, of course it happened. Now, remember what's so cool about this so far, the blood also, uh, and that we've seen so far, and now we're fixing to hit the frogs. Guess what? It wasn't happening to the Israelites. You know, well, everybody's got to take a little pain sometimes. Jesus is my Passover. Praise God, you know. You can't read the book of Psalms without finding out Jesus will get you out of trouble. Mm. Unless you're not reading the book of Psalms. Yeah, okay, and you're just kind of just hit and miss. Well, don't do that. Don't do that. And it's not about impressing me. It's about impressing the Lord. Tell the Lord you're reading his book. Praise the Lord. You know, everybody says, oh, I read the Bible. Yeah, I know. Great. I read it from cover to cover. Well, the thing is, keep reading it. I mean, much stuff as you forget. Wow, you got to keep reading. Here we go. Let's get back to the frogs. All these frogs are going to come out into your house, even into your bedrooms, right into your beds. Every hole in Egypt will be filled with them. They will fill your, fill your ovens and your kneading bowls so that you and your people will be immersed in them. Boy, that, that just, I mean, get a picture of this. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, instruct Aaron to point the rod toward all the rivers, streams, and pools of Egypt so that there'll be frogs in every corner of the land. Aaron did, and frogs covered the nation. But the magicians did the same thing with their secret arts too, and they caused the frogs to come upon the land. I really, I don't really buy that. Yeah, sure. Hey, there's a frog in this box. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, really. Then the Lord summoned. Now, here's what's so cool. Now, watch closely. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with God to take the frogs away, and I'll let the people go and sacrifice to him. Hold on a minute. Time out. Wait a minute. You go tell your doggone sorcerers and stuff to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, they figured this thing out. Pharaoh did. Uh, We're going to have to have Moses to get rid of these dead burned frogs. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, look at verse 9. Be so kind, this is Moses, to tell me uh, when you want the, the frogs to go. Moses said, and I'll pray that the frogs will die at the time you specify, everywhere except in the river. I'm telling you what, we we put we we don't put God in the box. We need him in the box. We give him forever. Well, whenever you want to do it, there's people in Africa need your help. Little old Richard, I mean, just whenever you want to. Man, I need the frogs out here now. Gee. Well, Richard, I just don't think I'm going to pray that way. Well, don't read the book of Psalms because that's the way they pray in the book of Psalms. Where are you, God? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> you read that. Oh, my gosh. Mm, mm, mm. Just read Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and you'll see it's all about I, me, 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 I, me, me, get me out right now. And then you need to play along with that. Play along with that. Anyway, here we go. So anyway, so uh, uh, Pharaoh says, do it tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever. Could have been right now. Anyway. All right. Moses replied. It'll be as you said, and you'll know that there is no other God like the Lord our God. For all the frogs will be destroyed except for those in the river. So Moses and Aaron went out from the presence of the Lord, and Moses pleaded with the Lord and uh, from, from the presence of Pharaoh. And Moses pled with uh, the Lord concerning the frogs, he said. And the Lord did as Moses promised. Dead frogs covered the countryside and filled the nation's homes. <laughs> well, they're dead, but they're still there. <laughs> anyway, they were piled up into great heaps, making a terrible stench throughout the land. But when Pharaoh saw that the frogs were gone, well, you know the story. He still hardened his heart. Okay, and he refused to let the people go, just as the Lord had predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron to strike the dust with his rod, and it will become lice throughout all the land. So Moses and Aaron, now this is yucky. I mean, lice is like, ooh, ooh. You ever zoom in on the lice? Ooh, God. Anyway, so Moses and Aaron did as God commanded, and suddenly lice infested the entire nation, covering the Egyptians and their animals. Now, here we go. Watch this. Then the Egyptians tried to, oh, but Watch. They tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. Man, remember it was covering them up too. It's pretty bad. This is the finger of God, they exclaimed to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart was hard and stubborn and he would not listen just as the Lord predicted. Next, the Lord told Moses, get up early in the morning. Let's see, let's see if we can go back on the time frame here. Let's see. It'd been a week when the water of the Nile turned to blood. Okay, and it was a day before that when uh, he presented to the elders and stuff. So, so we got about a week and two days. Now we have next day and next day. See how quick it's going? Okay. Get up early in the morning and meet Pharaoh as he comes out to the river to bathe. Yeah, he's trying to get rid of some of them lice, isn't he? And say to him, Jehovah says, "My people go. let my people go and worship me. If you refuse, I will send swarms of flies throughout Egypt. Now watch closely. This is so good because I mean, I've heard the flies, I've heard the bulls. Yeah, but watch this. Watch this. 
Your homes will be filled with them and the ground will be covered with them. But it will be very different in the land of Goshen where the Israelis live. Now, I tell you, I don't care what's going on in your life right now. No matter what it is, it's very different than those who don't know anything about the Lord. Praise God. Now, of course, you stand there and sink if you want to, like Peter on the water. But Peter took his opportunity and said, Lord, save me. Don't just go under and say, Lord, get me out. <clears throat> you know, I don't know how we can get so far away from the Bible when we know the Lord's prayer, except for maybe we don't pray the Lord's prayer. You know, give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just a pitter-patter of the heart thing. Oh, please. The reason it won't be working for you. Treat the Bible like it's so. You know, Jesus actually was the, he was the Passover lamb. It actually happened. You know, <clears throat> here we go. So it, it means something to go back and find out what, to, what took place leading up to that. All right, here we go. So all these flies, he says here, oh, it'll be very different in the land of Goshen where the Israelis live. No flies will be there. I wonder if God can take care of these dead burned flies when I want a picnic. You're starting to catch on. See, once you once you begin to believe that you know these things took place, watch what happens. I remember one night, my face is coincident, and we're I don't know how we're gonna get there. We're gonna have to, I'll have to speed ahead or just hold up. You guys know the story anyway. But I'll never forget, we were some buddies of mine were going frog gigging one time in Blunt County. And uh, we got together and we're ready to roll. I'd never had been before, and it was late at night and and anyway. All of a sudden, we all realized we didn't bring any off to spray, carry with us, you know. And, uh, but anyway, uh, and the mosquitoes were rough. And, but anyway, but uh, so uh, I remember we just, we had enough sense to say, well, we're going to pray, ask the Lord to keep these dead bird mosquitoes off of us. So anyway, quick story, uh, uh, we did pray, and then we went about our business and got a bunch of frogs, cooked them up that night. And then one of them finally remembered and says, hey, did you guys get bit by any mosquitoes? And anyway, I'm, I'm telling you. It just, I couldn't believe it. Praise the Lord. But anyway, hey, there won't be any flies on the Israelis. Look at this. For I will make a distinction between your people and my people. All this will happen tomorrow. Wow. And Jehovah did as he said. So there was a terrible swarm of flies in Pharaoh's palace and in every home. Remember, except for the Israelis. And you need to consider yourself the Israelis. You know, if ye be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. Okay, here we go. Verse 25, Pharaoh hastily summoned Moses and Aaron and said, all right, go ahead and sacrifice to God, but do it here in the land. Don't go out in the wilderness. In other words, he sort of, yeah, y'all can go, but don't go too far. Moses replied, that won't do. Our sacrifices to God are hated by the Egyptians. Oh, okay. And if we do it right here before their eyes, they'll kill us. We must take a three-day trip into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he's commanded us. All right, go ahead, Pharaoh replied, but don't go too far. Now hurry and plead with God for me. Remember these flies were, you know, some of them flies, they bite. I, I'm, I'm glad I was one of the Israelites. <laughs> wow. Man, I wouldn't want to know. Okay. Verse 29. Yes, Moses said, I'll ask him to cause the swarm of flies to disappear. But I'm warning you, you must never again lie to us, promising to let the people go and then change your mind. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and asked the Lord to get rid of the flies, and the Lord did. Moses asked and caused the, the Lord did as Moses asked, and caused the swarms to disappear so that not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart and did not let the people go. Boom. Chapter 8. Well, we should read chapter 9. Ten years from now, you'll never get to the Passover at that rate. We're going to read it. Here we go. Chapter 9. Go back to Pharaoh, the Lord commanded Moses. Now, this didn't even act like it was, a, it was the, day, the next day. So all this stuff is happening fast. Tell him, Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, demands that you let his people go sacrifice to him. If you refuse, the power of God will send a deadly plague to destroy your cattle, horses, donkeys, camels, flocks, herds. Man, what a list. But the plague will... Well, I can't be right. The plague, let me see. The plague will only affect the cattle of Egypt. Well, that's racist right there. Man, I'm quit reading my Bible. Oh, come on. Look at that. The, actually, when you start reading the Bible, you start catching on. Praise God, I'm going to have what the Bible says I have. I'm not going to be like the rest of the world. I don't care what they say. You ever read Psalm 91? Whoa. Praise the Lord. You're going to be all right. Anyway. But none of the Israeli herds and flocks will even be touched. 
The Lord announced that this plague would begin the very next day. Now we got time frame again, next day. And it did. The next morning, all the cattle of the Egyptians began dying. But not one of the Israeli herds was even sick. Praise the Lord. I could use a little bit of that. How's your dog doing? How's your cat doing? How's your family doing? Well, I don't know. I mean, God's too busy. He quit doing these things. Why are we calling Jesus our Passover on an event that happened a long, long time ago? He's still our Passover. Praise God. Pharaoh sent to see whether it was true. <laughs> he didn't believe it. He sent his BMW down there to go drive around and go, oh no. And it was true that none of the Israeli cattle were dead. When he found out that it was so, even his mind, uh, even then his mind remained unchanged and refused to let the people go. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, God told Moses this was going to happen. Then Jehovah said to Moses and Aaron, take ashes from the kiln. Moses Toss it into the sky as Pharaoh watches. It'll spread like fine dust over all the land of Egypt, causing boils to break out upon animals and people and animals alike throughout the land. Of course, it ain't going to happen to you. Praise the Lord. So they took the ashes from the kiln and went to Pharaoh as he watched. Moses tossed them toward the sky, and it became boils that broke out on men and animals alike throughout all Egypt. And the, and the magicians couldn't stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils appeared to them too. I mean, you know. You ever read this one time and thought, you know, Lord, I got a little skin problem right there. Well, of course, you're not into skin problems and stuff. Whatever. Toss him aside, dude. Man, I'm not. I need all the help I can get. Been to the uh, dermatologist and they go zip, 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 zip. Well, it's... Anyway, keep going. Well, Richard, the Lord won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Give me a big list on what the Lord won't do. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then try reading this. And match that up with your list. I'm not going to go with your list. I'll go with this. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning. Wow. Here we go the next morning. Look at this. Stand before Pharaoh and tell, uh, and tell him, Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews says, let my people go worship me. This time I'm going to send a plague that I really speak to you. Well, man, the others were doing a pretty dead burned good job. Will really speak to you and your servants and to all the Egyptian people and prove to you that there's no other God in all the earth. I could have killed you all by now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Absolutely. But I didn't. I wanted to demonstrate my power to you and all the earth. So you still think you're so great, do you? And defy my power and refuse to let my people go? Well, tomorrow about this time, I'll send a hailstorm across the nation. Such there has never been since uh, Egypt was founded. Quick, bring in your cattle from the field. Every man and animal left out in the hail in the fields will die beneath the hail. Now listen to this. Some of the Egyptians, remember, Aaron and Moses and Pharaoh are not in a room by themselves. You know, I mean, there's court people in there, probably some generals and whatever, and all of the, you know, the people that, you know, they didn't have no air conditions or whatever, you know, whatever we think took place there. You know, a lot of people in there. Some of the Egyptians, terrified by this threat, brought their cattle and slaves in from the field, but those who had no regard for the word of Jehovah left them out in the storm. Then Moses said, then Jehovah said to Moses, point your hand toward heaven and cause the hail to fall down through, uh, throughout all Egypt and upon the people and animals and trees. Now remember, it didn't happen at all over there in the land of Goshen. Are you starting to get this? You know, the book of Psalms says over and over and over again, he's your shield. I mean, you don't take a type and shadow of something that first place doesn't work and say, well, that's a spiritual shield. You know, it's it is a real shield. Anyway, Moses held out his hand, and the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning. It was, a, it was terrible beyond description. Never in the history of Egypt has there ever been a storm like that. All Egypt lay in ruins. Everything left in the fields, men, animals alike, was killed, and the trees were shattered and the crops destroyed. The only spot in Egypt... Oh, Richard, let me guess. Yeah, you're catching on. The only spot in Egypt without hail that day was the land of Goshen where the people of Israel lived. Praise the Lord. You know, we got a round of thunderstorms coming this afternoon. They don't say it's looking too promising. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute. We got a promise. Yeah, the Lord will help you. You before the Lord. Ask the Lord to keep you safe. He'll do it. He'll do it. Here we go. Okay. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron. <laughs> he went looking for him. Hey, okay. I finally see my fault, he confessed. Jehovah's right, and I, I and my people have been wrong all along. Beg God to end the terrifying thunder and hail, and I'll do, uh, oh, 
and I'll, I'll let the people go at once. All right, Moses replied. As soon as I have left the city, I'll spread out my hands to the Lord and the thunder and hail will stop. See, remember, it's, it's pretty dead burn strong downpour. I mean, Moses must be like this. It ain't touching him. I mean, it's, it's scary out there. He said, this will prove to you that the earth is controlled by Jehovah. Oh, but as for you and your officials, I know that even now you won't obey him. See, Moses was catching on, wasn't he? All the flax and barley were knocked down and destroyed, for the barley was ripe and the flax was in bloom, but the wheat and the emmer were not destroyed, for they were uh, not yet out of the ground. Well, they're not destroyed yet, but they're fixing the bait. Okay. Moses left Pharaoh and went out into the city, lifted up his hands to heaven, and the thunder and hail stopped, and the rain ceased uh, pouring. When Pharaoh saw this, he said to his officials, no, he and his officials sinned yet, yet more with their stubborn refusal to do what they had promised. So Moses, excuse me, Pharaoh refused to let the people leave just as the Lord predicted <clears throat> to Moses. Nah, hey, you know what? We're at chapter 10. Then, right then, the Lord said to Moses, go back. See, he's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, staff meetings or whatever it looked like. Uh, go back and forth and make your demand, demand upon Pharaoh, for I've hardened his heart, hardened him and his officials so that I can do more miracles demonstrating my power. Now watch this. This is what we're getting at, okay? We're going to have to speed ahead and get to the Passover part, but I want, you, I want you to see this in chapter 10. What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren about the incredible things I am doing in Egypt. Tell them what fools I've made of the Egyptians and how I prove to you that I am Jehovah. Now, let me stop a minute. You know, the book of Genesis, Jesus quoted out of Genesis more than any other book. But yet we have a lot of people, oh, that never happened. I mean, six days. I mean, that's just the Jewish religion. Oh, really? Go do a little research where the word week come from. Not the word, but why do we have a seven-day week? Why don't we have one? I've been watching Star Trek, you know. Why don't we have one from the Klingons? You know, the Klingons have a 16-day week. There's no such thing, you know, whatever. I just made that up. You know, it's a seven-day week because history, going backwards, it all started. God created everything in six days. He rested on the seventh. Wow. Well, Richard, you just believe it. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, works out for me. Praise the Lord. Okay. Anyway, amazing. What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren. And, and, and. Uh, even in my upbringing, thank God at church, I, I learned these stories in church and whatever. And then I started reading them myself, you know, but it's so easy to go all this time and you go, uh, uh, I'm just going to play a little game with myself here. I'm going to name, I'm going to name at least, <laughs> we should be able to name them all, but I'm going to, I'm going to name three plagues. Let's see. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah, let's see the lizards. No, wait, there weren't no lizards. Let's see. What was there? Ah, uh, flies. Hey, good. <laughs> at least you remember there was flies. And then, hey, there was lice. Oh, and then there was a plague, killed a bunch of cattle. You know, then what else? Well, let's see. After the cattle, there was, oh, yeah, that thunderstorm. You know, by the time you start naming these things and what wonderful stories you can tell your children and your grandchildren, tell yourself, all of a sudden your problems are going to go, Phoom! count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Shoo -wee. Remember, soon you will be singing. <laughs> Woo, and you will. All right, here we go. Let's keep going here. So anyway, he says, "What man, what stories you can tell him? Tell him what fools I made of the Egyptians, how I proved to you that I'm Jehovah. And he still wants to do the same thing for you and I. Anyway, so Moses and Aaron requested another audience with Pharaoh and told him, Jehovah, the God of Hebrews, asked how long will you refuse to submit to me? Let my people go so they can come worship me. If you refuse... I'll cover the entire nation with a thick layer of locusts. All right, now we're going to skip. We got locusts here, but we're going to speed ahead because I wanted to get out of here in just a moment and we're not there. Oh, uh, let's see. Actually, we're sort of in it in chapter 10, but let's go. So the locust hit. Let me speed ahead a little bit and uh, uh, look down at verse 21. Chapter 10, verse 21, because here comes a Passover. Then Jehovah said to Moses, lift up your hands to heaven and darkness without a ray of light will descend upon the land of Egypt. So Moses did, and there was a thick darkness over the land for three days. During all that time, <laughs> all that time, the people of Israel, I'm excuse me, the people scarcely moved, but the people of Israel had light as usual. That's what we should be having now. No matter what's going on in your life, Everything should be as usual. If it's not, that's what prayer is about. Lord, help get me out of this trouble. Don't don't accept it. 
we're getting too far away from the Bible when we start accepting our problems. Like, well, you know, it'll make a good person out of me. I need a miracle, you know. I've got plenty of time to be made a better person, you know. Anyways, here we go. So all the people of Israel had light as usual. Boy, that's great. Anyway, yeah, that's the 10th chapter. This 10th chapter is where you start hearing about Passover. I mean, because of the historical event, it took, it took place. So here's how it unfolded, okay? Then Pharaoh called Moses and said, go and worship Jehovah, but let your flocks and herds stay here. Uh, you can even take your children with you. No, Moses said, we must take our flocks and herds for sacrifices and burnt offerings to Jehovah. Not a hoof shall be left behind, for we must have sacrifices to the Lord our God, and we do not know what he will choose until we get there. Now, the reason the Bible is so important, because it's history. Watch this discord right here that takes place. I mean, Moses gets ticked. Yeah, good old Moses. Moses is just like all of us, okay? Watch this. So the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let him go. Look at this. Get out of here, and don't ever let me see you again, Pharaoh shouted at Moses. The day you do, you'll die. Very well, Moses replied. I'll never see you again. Now, in my Bible here, I'm going to show you like it really matters. That's chapter, look at this. That's chapter 11. See, we just, well, we just read 10. You've got, the conversation keeps going here because Moses is fixing to walk out mad and stomping his feet. So let's see what happened. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will send just one more disaster on Pharaoh and he will let you go. In fact, he will be so anxious to get rid of you, he'll practically throw you out of the country. Tell all the men and women of Israel to prepare to ask their Egyptian neighbors for costly gold and silver jewelry. Not what, what, hold on, no. No, you hold on, praise the Lord. You know, they're fixing to go. You talk about a lockdown. There's no McDonald's between here and the promised land, you know. And that's where the manna come from. They didn't have any money either. But whoa, 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 they did. Wow. Talk about a stimulus package. Look at this. So anyway, for God had caused the Egyptians to be very favorable to the people of Israel. Moses was a very great man in the land of Egypt and was revered by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, praise the Lord. Now, Moses announced to Pharaoh, see, he's standing right there. Jehovah says about midnight, I'll pass, pass, pass over. This is, you know, Easter weekend. We celebrate this event. Now, remember, Jesus is called our Passover. John the Baptist said, the lamb. So whatever is going on here is for us. Okay. I will pass through the land of Egypt and all the eldest sons shall die in every family in Egypt from the oldest child of Pharaoh heir to his throne to the oldest child of his lowliest slave and even the firstborn of the animals. What? Yeah. The wail of death will resound throughout the land of Egypt. There, oh, excuse me. Never before has there ever been such anguish and it'll never be. Now remember, Moses is telling it right to the face of Pharaoh. But, oh, man, look at this. But not a dog shall move his tongue against any of the people of Israel, nor shall any of their animals die. Praise the Lord. Then you'll know that Jehovah makes the distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelis. All the officials of yours will come running to me, bowing low and begging, please leave at once and take all your people with you. Only then will I go, Moses said. Now look at this next don't look too Christian. I mean, Christianity is not about being, you know, not losing your temper. Good grief. Jesus cleared out the temple and he didn't do it nicely. Like, you know, scoot over now because we shouldn't, this is the Lord's house of prayer and I don't, I don't want these, you know, non-sweet smelling lambs in here, you know, and all this money. He took a whip and he did it by himself. Anyway, look at this. Then red-faced with anger. Yeah, I'm reading out of your Bible, Exodus chapter 11. This is, this is, verse, uh, uh, this is verse six. Red-faced with anger, Moses <laughs> stomped out of the palace. <laughs> Man, that is so good. Praise the Lord. Gosh. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh won't listen. It'll give me another opportunity to do mighty miracles to demonstrate my power. So although Moses and Aaron did these miracles right before Pharaoh's eyes, the Lord hardened his heart so that he wouldn't let the people leave the land. Now, 12th chapter, uh, we're we are way over, you know, like I care. But anyway, uh, you can just leave if you want to. But let me hit the high points here. 
So he says, look at this in chapter 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, now this is the Passover. From now on, this month will be the first and most important month of the Jewish calendar. Hello, it still is today, isn't it? Annually, on the 10th day of the month, announce this to the people of Israel. Each family shall get a lamb. Richard, I, I remember John the Baptist said Jesus is the lamb. Wow. Now, remember, we do know, we're not going to read it all, but they got out of Egypt, went to the promised land. That's where you get the phrase, promised land. Okay, I mean, see if all this stuff was fakes and fairy tales and stuff. And do, I hope you do remember there is a location called Jerusalem in the world. Sort of a hot spot, isn't it? There's a nation over there now, too. A hot spot over there. <laughs> a lot of attention over there. Let's keep going. Everybody will get a lamb. For if a family is small, then it'll share the lamb with another family in the neighborhood. Whether to share it in this way depends on the size of the families. This animal shall be a year-old male, either sheep or goat, without any defects. Did you see the part? Every family. Every family. You know, Jesus is for everybody. I mean, thank God. Mm. You know, even when John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, he said, He takes away the sin of the world. Quit saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst sinner. I'm, I'm the worst one. Nobody's ever going to, God's not ever going to help me. He just did. There we go. On the evening of the 14th day of this month, all that lambs shall be killed, and their blood shall be placed on the two side posts of the door on every home and on the panel above the door. Wow. I know one guy, I, I think it's kind of neat. He, if you're in a, a frame of a door, if you put blood here and blood here and put blood here, it looks to me like da, da, da. <laughs> whatever. Get the blood on that door. Wow. Okay, so uh, on the evening, of the, all these lambs will be killed, and the blood's going to be put on the panels. Use the blood of the lamb eaten in that home. Everyone shall eat roast lamb that night. Look at the everyone, every home, okay, with unleavened bread. Yeah, but what about the scoundrels? What about the ones who, I mean, man, they, Richard, they're just, they just. It's everyone. It's everyone. The meat must not be eaten raw or boiled, but roasted, included the head, liver, uh, legs, and uh, heart. Don't eat any of it the next day. It's all to be eaten that night. Burn what's left. Eat it. Eat it with your traveling clothes on. What? Wait a minute. Remember the book of Psalms says they all left six million plus and not a feeble one was among them. Feeble means uh, I'm too sick to go. Can we go next week? I feel sick. <laughs> Something happened. Boy, we've watered down this thing so much. Jesus can't do anything but take us to heaven. That's all. Oh, please. We can see where your prayer life is. Man, get your prayer life on everything. Cast all your cares on the Lord. Anyway, eat it with your traveling clothes on, prepared for a long journey, wearing your walking sticks and carrying, uh, carrying your walking sticks in your hands. Eat it hurriedly. This observance shall be called the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt tonight and kill all the oldest sons and firstborn male animals in the land of Egypt, executing judgment upon all the gods of Egypt, for I am Jehovah. The blood you have placed on the doorpost will be proof that you obey me. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you and I'll not destroy your firstborn children when I smite the land of Egypt. Now, if you go back and read and say, well, why is God so hard on the Egyptians? Chapter chapter three, chapter two, God spoke to uh, Moses and said, you go tell Pharaoh that Jacob is my, uh, Israel's my eldest son. And because you treated him this way, I'm going to kill your oldest son. <laughs> Remember, who was throwing the babies in the Nile River? Who was having the Israelis killed? Pharaoh. It's easy to forget. You went all the way back to the back bedroom, picked up something, and what did I get this for? <laughs> well, God's being hard. <laughs> no, he's not. Good grief. Talk about, you know, Holocaust. Genesis, I mean, excuse me, Exodus chapter, uh, Exodus chapter one and two. Boy, bad day for the Israelis. Anyway, being thrown into the river. Every child be thrown into the river. Okay, here we go. So you'll celebrate this event, uh, chapter 14, verse 14, excuse me. Each, this will be a permanent law to remind you of this fatal night. I don't, I don't, what, what's the word Passover mean? We don't ever want to get there. Your kids, your grandkids, don't ever want to get them to that point. I, I don't know, I don't know what that is. Boy, I sure like that Easter bunny. <laughs> The Easter Bunny should remind us of these stories right here. I mean, thank God for the Easter Bunny. I'm glad for it. Okay. Hop, hop. Okay. Uh, you shall celebrate this event each year. It's a permanent law to remind you of this fatal night. The celebration of the last seven days. For that entire period, you're not to eat, uh, you're to eat only bread made without yeast. Anyone who disobeys this rule at any time will be excommunicated from the Lord. Okay. 
On the first day of the celebration, again, the seventh day, there will be a special religious services for the entire congregation, and no work of any kind will be done those days except the preparation of food. You know, God promised the Israelis, when you leave and go to Jerusalem, nothing's going to happen to your house. Well, I can't leave. It's going to get attacked. I mean, man, the bad guys are going to get it. I better stay home with a shotgun. God said nothing's going to happen. So, Richard, I never heard that. Go back and read. What do you think God's going to do for your stuff? He'll take care of your stuff. He will. Anyway. Oh, let's see. Let me skip down a little bit. Then let's see. Let's see it take place. Oh, I'm in the I'm in the eleventh chapter still. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm gonna pick up in chapter. Excuse me. In verse twenty three here. Oh, and you'll remember this is a permanent law for you and your posterity. And when you come into the land the Lord's given you, as He promised, and you're celebrating the Passover. Yeah, but I, I'm tired of that. No, you keep doing it. As your children ask, what does all this mean? What's this ceremony about? You'll reply, it's the celebration of Jehovah passing over us, for he passed over the homes of the people of Israel, though he killed the Egyptians. He passed over our homes and did not come in and destroy us. And all the people bowed their heads in worship. So here we go. So the people of Israel did as Moses and Aaron had commanded, and that night at midnight Jehovah killed the firstborn sons in the land of Egypt. From Pharaoh's oldest son to the oldest of the captive in the dungeon, also of the firstborn of all the cattle. Then Pharaoh and his officials and all the people of Israel got up in the night and there was bitter crying throughout the land of Egypt. Of course, this was just fairy tales. It never happened. A drunk guy wrote this. Please. For there was not a house that there was that there was not one dead. Wow. And Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron during the night and said, leave us. Please go away, all of you, and go serve Jehovah as you said. Take your flocks and herds and be gone. And oh, Look what he says here. Give me a blessing. Oh, man, as you go. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people of Israel to get them out of the land as quickly as possible, for they said, we're as good as dead. And the Israelis took with them their uh, bread, dough without yeast, and bound their kneading troughs on their spare clothes and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses said. And they asked the Egyptians for silver and gold and jewelry and clothing. And the Lord gave the Israelis favor with the Egyptians so that they gave them whatever they wanted. And the Egyptians were practically stripped of everything they owned. Now you know what a dead burn big event this was. Whoa, gee. That night, the people of Israel left Ramses. Oh, please, don't, don't put a historical spot here because if all this is fake, we don't want to, we just want, no, they left Ramses. Mercy. There were 600,000 of them besides all the women and children going on foot. So you do the math. It's about all of Atlanta, okay? Because that was just the men, actually, soldier, soldier age. You still got grandma, grandpa, dad, mom, and kids, and wives. People of various sorts went with them. Oh, really? Yeah. See, not all the Israels left. Some other ones left. Okay. And a vast exodus of cattle. Oh, I forgot. They brought the moo-moos. Yeah. Moses had been saying that. We've got to take the sheep. Well, anyway. When they stopped to eat, they baked bread from the yeastless dough they had brought along. It was yeastless. Here's the key. Why do we have unleavened bread? Look at this. Because the people were pushed out of Egypt and didn't have time for wait for the, bed, the bread <clears throat> to rise and take it with them. Wow. The sons of Jacob and the descendants had lived in Egypt 430 years. It was on the last day of the 430th year that the Jehovah's people left the land. That night was selected by the Lord to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So the same night was selected as the date of the annual celebration of God's, look at that, deliverance. That'd be great if it was true. <laughs> it is true and you and I know it. Oh, everybody have a great day.